Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 62, From Beyond. My name is Eric. <clears throat> my name is Jason. And how are you, my friend? I'm good. Good to hear. I feel good. Back to 100%. What? Back to 100%. 100%? Yeah. 110? Uh, no. No? Yeah. Uh, 100% is where I stop it. Okay. I don't want to be that guy that's... So, so you don't get sick and then come back better than ever. No. You just go back to normal. I just go back to normal. That's disappointing. Well... But you are a disappointment to everyone. Well, you know you know those people that walk around they're like, I'm 110%. I'm those people so are good. fucking annoying. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Well, you don't have to advertise that you're 110%. Well, but you just asked me. Well, I... In front of I, a bunch of people. Well, I asked you... <laughs> But if he just walked around and said, I'm 110%, then, right. yeah, that'd piss people off. Okay, I'm, I'm about 105. 105? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Be- I'm better than normal. Good to hear. Mm. Is it the burrito? The, I, I didn't have any burritos. I had a couple of tacos. Really? You couple, never have a taco. A couple of soft tacos with some chips and guacamole. Chips, a little too salty. You never have the fish at home. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It's airplane. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Mad Men. No. I always get those two mixed up. Guys with nice haircuts and suits. Yeah, that's true. They do have nice haircuts yeah. on both. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never have uh, more than one cup of coffee at home. Do you like gladiator movies? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> I almost saw Ken Foray naked, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, you've ruined the joke I was going to do. Oh. That's fine. Oh, I'm sure I'll find some. Everyone will forget about it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about uh, you know, car washes or something, <laughs> and for like 30 minutes. And someone was telling me the other day that the movie Car Wash. He just saw it. It was one of the servers at Christopher's, and uh, he's like, "Man, George Carlin, uh, Richard Pryor, awesome movie." Never seen it. I haven't either. I, I know of it. Yeah. I know the Kicking soundtrack. Yeah, who's on that? I don't know. But everybody's at the car wash. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's as far as I go with that. Yeah, the dance. Yeah. There we go. For the, the, the at-home listener, Jason just started dancing. For the first time in the last 14 years. <laughs> so you danced when you were 17? Probably, yeah. 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 I, I would do anything to get laid when I was 17, <laughs> including dancing. Oh, man. Uh, hell, I'd do anything to get laid at 31. Uh, even dancing? I would dance. Wow, really? Okay. Nobody wants to see that, though. <laughs> Not even any prospective woman who would actually be doing the laying. <laughs> I think that would just horrify them to see me dance. Oh, it would be like a mating ritual, you know? Like in some sort of weird voodoo tribe, you know? Sure. And then, like, this uh, is scary, but I'm strangely intoxicated. And then uh, a female bear would come out of somewhere <laughs> and just rape me. <laughs> What? Well, that's something. Or an armadillo. I yeah. don't know why I went that way. An armadillo? Armadillo. Yeah. It's not short, but, um, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's your thing. You like the short ladies. Mm. Oh. 
My my girlfriend is shorter than me. If that's what you're talking about. Uh, I've met some of the women that you've uh, uh, been sh- interested in in the me? past couple of years, and they are all tiny people. Oh, that's not true. There, there's this really tall girl that I had a thing for. It well, I never school. met her, but I did meet uh, the one at the library who uh, library. probably hit about four three. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> huh? Maybe that's. Uh, maybe I've moved on yeah. from the taller ladies. Yeah. But I'm done because uh, you you I've, found I've you found, found a good a, one. Found the good one. Yeah. I don't care if she's eight foot seven or one foot four. She's my special lady. But she's not. She's somewhere in between there. She's somewhere in between there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect. <laughs> Which is even better. Thanks, Kathleen, for being the perfect height. <laughs> between one foot four and yeah, anywhere in that range is perfect. Seven, right. yeah. <laughs> If uh, if I could do quick math and think of the average, ooh, it's but probably, I can't. I'd, so I'd say it's about five, five two. No, I'd say about okay, five two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, probably perfect, perfect. Ah, ladies, all ladies sizes and shapes. They're all beautiful creatures. Okay, in my book, beautiful creatures, except for the ones that aren't. <laughs> Have you? Have you got a story about one that's not? Uh, no. Okay. Not I, really. I keep waiting to be visited by the third final crazy lady. Crazy lady. But yeah, I haven't to had that round yet. out your trilogy of uh, <laughs> maybe one will come in stories. Come in the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, the first story was great. <laughs> your second story was awful. Yeah. Did I even tell that on the show? I don't even remember. We were recording at the time. I don't know if that made it to yeah, the one that we actually used. That's probably for the best. <laughs> Because uh, I did not listen to last week's episode, <laughs> I couldn't blame you. Yeah. Was that the that was the Rocketeer? Rocketeer. Did you guys read the Rocketeer? Anyone? Write in. Tell us what you think. Yeah. I think I think Brian John did. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wrote in. BJM, as I like to call him. Yes, it. yes. Hmm. Uh, at least uh, he read it recently enough that he could respond to what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Good I man. I could not remember anything we talked about. I like that Brian John Mitchell. He is a good guy. Seems like a busy fella. He does, doesn't uh-huh. he? Yeah. He's got the music. He's got the comics. I mean, he's, he's got a practically record. organizing space now. Yeah, apparently. he took yeah. Contr- He did take control of space. Uh, Bob Corby <laughs> is actually out on the road somewhere, just like in a cardboard box, looking for handouts. He's getting Dave Sim to draw comics for him Dave nowadays. Sim's drawing comics. I know. <laughs> what is the deal? He's putting out records, producing records, whatever. He's he's he's, he's like the he's the Orson Welles of nerdiness. <laughs> you can use that, buddy. By the way, just put that in your. Except I think Orson Welles was also the Orson Welles of nerdiness. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, especially the shadow right. stuff. Well, maybe he's uh, he's the. Living version of Orson Oh, wow. And it's a lot less heavy. Yes. I don't know if you've ever met Brian. He's, he's I have a, not, but I've a, seen his picture. He seems to be a skinny dude. Yeah, he's a skinny dude. Uh, but yet and, full and of life. Full of life. He, he's not yet done any commercials for peas. <laughs> Did Orson Welles do peas commercials? Yes. Was he like, give peas a chance? Uh, no, but it was something about, like, you know... Th- there's a very famous uh, clip or outtake of him doing this commercial where the the lines that he has to recite are not the most optimal <laughs> right and he flips the fuck out in the middle of it really yeah and i believe there to be fair he's kind of justified i think there might be the line something about green penis 
<laughs> penis. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously didn't write, produce, and star in those commercials. No, no. Okay. Well, that, that was his fatal flaw. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to go. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good uh, pinky. Or the brain impression, isn't it? It's uh, not bad. The brain and, and Norse Wells are almost the same. Yeah, identical. Uh, so maybe he was just like... Maurice LaMarche. Is that, is that That's the guy who, who does the voice of the brain, who also does the voice of Orson Welles every time that... Uh, like in, in Edward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he just, he was like, I'm just going to go, he's like, I'm bigger than these peas commercials. I'm going to go do a Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unicron. So I come back. Yeah. Unicron. He was, he was cool. Yeah. In fact, uh, now that I'm thinking about it in my head, because I have not really paid attention to anything you've just said, uh-huh. uh, I think good, that good uh, Orson Welles clip is actually in a negative land song. Oh, was it really? Yeah, because uh, the piece they did that, and they did the the Casey Kasem freak out. Oh, I love the Casey Kasem. Yeah, but the U two one. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the number, the letter U, and the number two. I mean, the number two and the letter. Oh, fuck these guys. Yeah. Uh, there's that one, and there's the one where uh, uh, he's like doing the dedication, but it's like the oh, shittiest yeah. dedication ever. Yeah, yeah. it's for like a dead pet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Negative Land. They are pretty good. And it's like hit and miss, though, because some of their albums are like, they're, you know, I don't know, they're almost like hard to muddle your way through. Right, right. And then like the ones that are good, though, like the U2 one and the yeah. Pepsi one are fucking amazing. I love the Pepsi one. That's my favorite, yeah. <laughs> I'm Ricardo Motelman. <laughs> oh, those guys. Love well, now that, eh, what the hell. Speaking of Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't him. Yeah. Huh? That wasn't him. No, it wasn't him. Yeah. But holy shit, did it look a lot like him. Yeah. This movie is full of lookalikes. Kind of. Because yeah. I was convinced that, uh, I mean, only towards the end of the movie, I thought that one of the main stars was the actress that played Laura Palmer. Don't know her name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name either. In the Twin Peaks uh, star. Right, right. But yeah, like all of a sudden she like transformed the last scene. It, it's almost like uh, speaking of Ed Wood earlier. Uh, it's like they like she died, and they had the actress that played Laura Palmer finish her right. part for me at least because <laughs> it was like all of a sudden it like looked exactly like another actress. Uh, and in the first hour of the film, I didn't even enter my mind. But, but uh, also at the the before we even started the movie, when the menu came up. Uh, you thought that the illustration of the the bad guy in the movie was uh, Rutger Hauer. Yeah, that's right. I was like, is that Rutger Hauer? <laughs> so he looks like R- Rutger Hauer and Ricardo Montalban mixed together. And mostly Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. If he was uh, Jewish and hairier. And angrier. And angrier. Because he's usually kind of docile. Yeah. Friendly. Well, except for Khan. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Well, even even then, though, he looked kind of like an uncle that you'd go over his house. He's kind of eccentric. He's got that exposed chest and right, right. he's trying to rule the world. You know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy's just naked. Yeah. <laughs> and naked slimy. and slimy and gross. Mm-hmm. And this is before he becomes a monster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He's just like, he's just all that times like 50 once he becomes the monster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a gross-looking man. Yes, he is. He's, like, super hairy <laughs> and super wet-looking. Yeah, yeah. And old. Yeah. And and he's got that creepy scowl on his smile slash scowl on his face the whole time. Oh, good casting. Yeah, yeah. We are, of course, talking about From Beyond, starring Ken Foree's dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, right? There's that scene where Ken Forey is running around in his little underpants, and I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he like slips into some water, a la like the Cherish video by Madonna. And then he pulls he he, he pulls himself out of the water, and and his underwear is painted on at that point because you can see Ken Forey's junk. If you ever wanted to, this is the film for you. If you've ever been a big fan of Dawn of the Dead yeah. and said, I wonder what that guy's cock looks like, this is the answer to your problems. It is. Yeah, you don't even have to search for an Easter egg or delete a scene. It's just, it's in the film. Although there are some, some uh, he's had a little bit of Easter eggs of his own in the in the pants too. Wow. You see the whole, the whole deal. But yeah, he was great. Yeah. I think he was my favorite part of the, the movie, actually. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. But, I mean, there are other great elements. Uh, uh, Cannibal monsters from the fourth dimension. uh, Torture porn. Eh, A little bit. Yeah, a little little bit of torture porn. A little bit. bit. Greasy, hairy people. Greasy, Uh, slimy, hairy people. Tentacles protruding from people's heads. Lots of phalluses. Oh, yeah. Phallic symbols galore. Some being bit off. some, Some just... You know, moving around on their own, eating some brains, eating, <laughs> oh, eyeballs, eyeballs, eating. eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, it's a very gross movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, wet, just in general, just yeah. a wet movie. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of goop. Yeah, yeah. A lot of slime. <laughs> Other words, awesome. Uh very Close good. Awesome. Very good. Uh, yeah, uh, like I'd never seen it before. Uh, it's very fun and gross, and like it's hard to a movie that's that gross and hilarious, like. I mean, it's not a comedy, but no. like the gross parts are like, oh my god, that's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> it's hard to not like a movie that has that kind of stuff in there. But but the story, I mean, it's adapted from H.P. Lovecraft, but the story still seems still seems still, still seemed like the weakest part for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was okay. The story was okay. Right. But it was fun. A very fun movie. Yeah, I, I would say good. Good film. Yeah. You wanna you wanna. You want to tear that apart? Or, no, you, no, uh, no. That's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the crap out of it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's no reanimator. Uh, I think I like that one better. By the same director, right? By the same director, same star, mm-hmm. same female lead, mm-hmm. same author, mm-hmm. H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, uh, reanimator's Lovecraft? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did not. Uh, yeah. And, eh, well, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, mostly, uh... Mostly known for writing B.J. and the Bear. Mostly known uh, for that. And also for, uh... Did we make that joke already? Uh, I think I brought up B.J. and the Bear before, but just because I love I love saying B.J. and Bear. In the same right. Scene. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, because cause we mentioned... You mentioned being raped by a bear. Maybe uh, I, I did that maybe earlier, right? To BJ's, but, but, I mean, I'm talking BJ. earlier show. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the planetary episode because H.P. Lovecraft himself is in the the Authority crossover. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know if we did, mentioned B.J. and the Bear. Right, yeah, that been weird. I don't know if it just it's weird. If, for some reason are those two things that connected a, inside your head? Maybe a weird connection. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was watching B.J. and the Bear while my brother was reading H.P. Lovecraft because he was the reader mm. when we were growing up and I was the uh, television watcher. Right. Hence why he's got a great job, and uh, I, I pedal comic books and record nerdcasts. 
He's he's much smarter than I. Is what I'm saying. I got what you're yeah. totally saying there. But but no, yeah, yeah, that'd be a weird connection. That'd mm-hmm. Be a weird connection. Mm-hmm. But anyway, as I was going to say, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, mostly known for his short stories. Mm-hmm. So most of his uh, adaptations of his work usually have to be expanded on or changed completely. So uh, Stuart Gordon, the the director of this and the reanimator. Uh, he, he's almost sort of become an unofficial H.P. Lovecraft adaptor. Oh, really? Uh, I think this is like his, uh, well, at the time it was his second, maybe, adaptation, but he's done like maybe three others since. Really? Yeah. So he's a big fan. He is indeed a big fan. Uh, hmm. but, uh, he, he does seem to know when to, uh, not take it so seriously and yeah. just have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing about a lot of a lot of those old horror writers. Like, you know, I mean, I've read uh, a little bit of that old stuff. Um, like, even Franz Kafka and Edgar Allan Poe, I'd say, right. like, you know, they're they're really cool, good stories. But it's almost a little much. It's a little too, like, you know, a little too serious, a little too like melancholy and like right. a woe is me. And I mean, not that. Uh, the metamorphosis should be like a, 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 a like happy fun a Will Ferrell right, movie right, or anything, right. but oh, I would see the metamorphosis starring Will Ferrell. Right. But but uh, yeah, somewhere in between, though. Right, you know, right. like just like inject a little bit of uh, you know black comedy into it. Like like have you ever seen The Dark Backward? That movie with uh, uh was it Judd Nelson, the guy that was uh, John Bender in Breakfast Club? Is that his name, Judd Nelson? Um, but yeah, it's like it, it's almost like a H.P. Lovecraftian sort of story, like a weird or like a Franz Kafka story, but it's it's like a dark comedy too. So it's sort of in line with this. Like there's there's some there's humor some dark humor. Right. Yeah, yeah. I tried to bring it back to the right. front. Man, I was reviewing another movie all of a sudden. No, that's fine. <laughs> you mentioned like four movies in there. Right? All right, kind of lost track of. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm a little distracted at the moment. Oh, was it? Oh, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a good movie. It's a uh, uh, a tale of uh, experiments gone wrong, sort of maybe. Yeah, science gone awry. Yeah, yeah. mad scientists. Classic mad scientist story. Yeah, yeah. monsters from beyond. Ooh, yes. Uh, rough plot. Uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey Combs plays Dr. Crawford Tillingast, assistant to Edward Pretorius. The gross hairy guy. Gross hairy guy. Uh, they've built a machine that is intended to stimulate the pineal gland, uh, with side effects that uh, causes them to see monsters that sort of hover between dimensions like Tool <laughs> Tool would be I, I, I can imagine the members of Tool as being monsters that hover between dimensions that are uh, brought into our reality through the stimulation of a pineal gland huh <laughs> well you say that because now I'm thinking you know they do have like all these eel like creatures that are always floating <laughs> yeah Right. Tentacled things. The third eye. The yeah. third eye. Holy shit, you <laughs> are right. <laughs> That's weird. Wow, maybe they are from another dimension. That's why they don't want their 
their photos in their in their albums or, yeah, or, um, or appear in any of their videos because right. yeah. they can't maintain that human they can't persona the, the, yeah the, the vibrational frequency <laughs> exactly Right. When you see them live, you know, usually they're obscured on the stage because they want you to focus on the, the, the screen. They have makeup or costumes on? No, they just usually are hiding uh, in the dark. Uh, At least okay. the one concert I went to, like, uh, the guitar player and the bass player were up at the front of the stage, but, like, the lights weren't on them. And, like, you kind of see the drummer in the back, like, he had some lights on him, <laughs> and then Maynard was, like, behind the drummer. Really? Yeah. That seems... Like a bad idea. Mm. Have the, the singer in the very back. I mean, like, I know they're trying to mix it up a bit. Well, there's just, a reason. He just, uh, he just doesn't want to be seen. Okay. And they have, like, giant, you know, screens all over the stadium so that you can watch the, the, the visuals and the videos. And, okay. Well, that's cool. You know, so, you know, they want you to focus on that and not so much on, you know, the band actually. On playing. the actual people moving their fingers on a fretboard, right? Right, right. right. Well, that makes sense. Because <laughs> their music is very... Uh, it encompasses more than one sense. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to. Maybe even six is okay. what they're going for. I do love it. Yeah. Good stuff. One of my favorite bands. And I don't much like music. You don't? But I love Tool. Sorry to interrupt you. Hmm? Sorry to interrupt you. No. Sorry. We're talking about Tool, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great band. <laughs> Episode 62. Tool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yeah, the film. From Beyond. From Beyond. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, the thing that comes from beyond kills, uh, creepy dude. Creepy Harry, Ricardo Montalban. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Combs goes insane. Uh, he's observed by a psychiatrist who, uh, thinks that they can maybe help him by recreating the experiments. Mm-hmm. And then things go poorly from there. <laughs> yes. That's that's pretty good synopsis. Yeah. Because the rest of it is just watching the crazy, gross, hairy, wet part of it unfold. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I'd say it's a good, like, uh, like, we watched it in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, a couple of dudes sitting around. It'd be a much better setting for, like, uh, like a date, like a late night date, mm-hmm. like you know one of those scary movies. You make some popcorn, you get the lady, and you're cuddled in on the couch watching gross hairy guy. Uh, maybe uh, that, maybe uh, that wouldn't perverted be. sex with uh, slave women. A slave woman, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe that wouldn't be so good, actually. I don't know. Me and my ex watched it. Oh, okay. She loved it. Yeah, yeah. but she's a little weird. Which is why we dated for so long. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe uh, I'll see if uh, see if Kathleen's in this. She she may uh, she's in the the nerdy stuff. She, she likes she likes horror movies. She likes nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah. she's probably in it. She's probably seen yeah. it. She's probably read an H.P. Lovecraft here and there. She's got a bookshelf full of books. Yeah. It's impressive. It looks like they've been read too. It doesn't look like mine. Where they're all uh, for show pristine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I I, uh, I move them and like. Uh, it, it's only like a third of a book, and it's just a cutaway, and there's like yeah. a. Uh, you know, gross, gross, uh, sour patch kids behind yeah, them yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. things like that. It's just a facade for my out of date treats. Yeah. Here's, uh, here's how much my books aren't right. Uh, they're in a bookshelf. You've been to my house. 
a lot. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen a book? <laughs> no. There you go. Uh, actually, I, I've seen a couple. You, uh, you've seen some comic books that I, we've had to read for the show. I, I saw a Chuck Palahniuk book sitting on your coffee table for okay. a while. Right, right. And Cheese Monkeys, which I lend you. Yeah. Well, have you read that one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I still, I still have your League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's that right. I've never, yeah. I'll trade back eventually. <laughs> or maybe never. <laughs> Well, when we uh, when we get sick of each other and then stop doing the show, and before we never see each other ever again, oh, we'll do that we'll, thing. We'll, we'll, we'll switch oh, back. I hate that awkward thing. Yeah, you bring the you know like oh, I've got some of your stuff. You've right, got some right, mine. Right. Give me my stuff back, and then there's always like you trade stuff, and then you get home and you open your bag, and you're like, well, where's that one thing? Right, that's right. what I really wanted. That's yeah. the whole reason I bothered on this other junk. I'll have to uh, just drop them off at Mavericks, you know, <laughs> and I'll, I'll put yours in the file. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that we've got a contingency plan. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel a little bit safer. <sighs> I, I need to work that out with all of my friends. Contingency plans, because some of them don't shop at Mavericks. Mm. You, you have to have a neutral spot, one where you could leave things. <sighs> Maybe make a list of everything that they they have and have that on hand at all times yeah, right, right. you know that's that's good so like as a reminder right. so they don't forget the one important item yeah okay I like it <laughs> I like it <laughs> yeah. alright yeah. so anyway uh, <laughs> we're, we're not I hope we're not we're, we're good right oh yeah we're good right, yeah right, I don't right. plan on yeah, uh, I don't need to go through this again no no <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's it's, From beyond. it's months away. Months away. Months don't, away. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From beyond. From beyond. Check it out. As, so, what's what's some of the other Lovecraftian stories he's adapted? He, did he do a Cthulhu thing at all? Because that's uh, the big one. No, uh, he did. Uh, well, actually, kinda. Hmm. Hmm. Um. He did. Uh, well, of course, the Reanimator mm-hmm. uh, from Beyond. Uh, there was a TV show on Showtime for a while called Masters of Horror. Uh, he did in the first season, I believe, called uh, uh, The Witch House or something like that. Or, hmm. I don't know, something like that. Masters of Horror was there like there was like a Wes Craven episode. And- I don't think Wes Craven did one, but John Carpenter did. Hmm. Uh, John Landis. Uh, uh, Toby Hooper, oh. uh, Mick Garris. Mick Garris. He mostly does the awful television adaptations of Stephen King stories. Oh, okay, like like, like uh, Tommy Knockers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Langoliers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. I tried watching that, and I was so confused. I was like, "Am I supposed to like or understand this?" Right. Well, the weird thing is that uh, Langoliers, the, the actual short story, is really good. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like uh, a lot of things. Lost in translation. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, he did uh, his Cthulhu-esque thing. Not Mick Garris, but Stuart Gordon. Uh-huh. Uh, was, uh, he did a movie called Dagon, which was, uh, I think, sort of a, a combination of two... Lovecraft stories. Uh, one of them was uh, The Shadow Over Enzimuth. And. Oh, he's visibly in pain here, trying to think of the second one. I cannot remember the other one, yeah. but. 
they do they do reference Cthulhu uh, mm-hmm. throughout it. So yeah, it is definitely part of that mythology. That's so weird. I've never ever been interested in that whole mythology thing. Mm-hmm. Like even growing up, uh, you know, being interested in you know monster movies and heavy metal and like all these things that draw from it. Like it just I don't know for some reason it's unappealing to me. Like the, uh, the Lovecraft stuff, uh, I have a Lovecraft book around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my bookshelf. On my bookshelf yeah. that uh, nobody's ever seen. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, it's in the living room. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I started to say, like, is it in your bedroom? I've never been in your bedroom. No, so. it's in the living room. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm trying to, I'm just like a, scanning through your living room in my brain, like, where would there even be a bookshelf that I've never seen? Is it like under the couch? <laughs> Is there, like, a removable panel from the ceiling? Because that'd be, like, you know, good use of space. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would be awesome. Like, like something out of Cribs, only you have to actually get up there and, like, <clears throat> dig it out instead of, like, press a button. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, it, uh, when I was younger, like, I, I tried getting into it because, you know, I mean, it sounds cool and the ideas are awesome. And every time you see a drawing of the monsters, you're like, that looks neat. yeah. Uh, man, they are tough to get through. Right. They are, uh, not easy to read. Is it just overly descriptive? Like- overly descriptive, not really all that well written. Okay. H.P. Lovecraft has a uh, reputation as being one of the greats. Overhyped. Is, is, you think he's more like, more of an idea man? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens a lot in, uh, like in comics and literature where... Somebody's like, a really good idea, man. They're like, well, you should write that story. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he does. And then, well, like a, like a Jack Kirby. Like a Jack Kirby. He, well, he's more of an artist, I think, than anything. But yeah, he was an idea, man. I mean, like half of the, the books from Marvel right. and DC came but, out from Jack Kirby. But, I mean, when I'm thinking of writing in general, I think of more of him just, like, designing characters. and. Yeah, I mean, like, he, like, I, would, I would say Thor is mostly Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. You know, just the the taking of the the Norse mythology and and and, and out of his alley. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he did the pretty much the same thing with the new gods, right? You know, and, and it's like I don't think Stan Lee is a great writer. Uh, I, I I've warmed to Jack Kirby recently over the past year or so, mm-hmm. uh, but really, I think like the combination of both of them working together. Really captured lightning in a bottle, yeah. And it made all those classic things classic, but you separate the two of them, and all their work doesn't really <laughs> measure up, yeah. You know, so you yeah, know. I can see that. Yeah, I mean Kirby, I think could do a lot better on his own than than Stanley could, but I agree. But, but you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the the combination of them working together really is what made that, and so I think that. You know, I, I, that's where I kind of consider both of them to be. You know, they're idea men, but in execution, they don't exactly they, they're pull good, it off unless the conditions are perfect. They're like a good yin-yang, because Stan seemed to be great at reeling Jack's craziness back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Jack probably was like, and how about have Spider-Man, you know, have have this computer in his chest where he pushes it and he transports him, his psyche into outer space. And he's like, oh, no, 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 just make him a spider, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> And then let's have Ditko got fired and yeah. got replaced yeah. by Steve Ditko. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did that great cover drawing and then everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby, wow. Oh, yeah. 
So Jack Kirby should draw uh, some uh, uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft stories because he's the, dead. The monsters, though. The, I mean, like, can you imagine that? This this creepy, crazy Lovecraft. No, that's kind of gonna hold him back from doing that. <laughs> Kirby's in the fourth dimension. All right. <laughs> Use the wet, hairy, creepy guy. Oh, <laughs> I I do I do think uh, he was probably hairy, <laughs> and he was Jewish. <laughs> Just saying. What does that mean? I don't know. Because guy in the movie was probably Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that, he had that kind of look to his yeah. physique. He had like a, an old school Hebrew accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very good effects in this movie. Whoever, whoever, it wasn't Stan Winston or those, no, those no. the big guys. It's, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like, yeah. it was like for the a, time, yeah. It's yeah. like a Guar concert, sort of. Like just, uh, I think, cannot remember 100%. Could probably have made this up in my head. Okay, let's go with it. Uh, what was that? Books and Company once saw a Neil Adams sketchbook, and in the back of it, I believe he had concept drawings and storyboards for From Beyond. Really? Yes. Okay. So I think Neil Adams was somehow involved in the production of this movie. Wow. That's kind of surprising. Huh? I heard he's a little kooky now. Oh, yeah. he uh, He's got his whole... Uh, Theory on how the, 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 the world was made, the, the universe, yeah. the hollow earth theory. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> He's been a, a recurring guest on Coast to Coast AM. It's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh, I love Coast to Coast. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> wow, Neil Adams, though. I had no idea. His, his style is so, like, I don't know, more... Grounded in realism. Yeah, yeah, and it's very realistic looking. I mean, not that, you know, there's not elements of realism in the film, obviously. Right, but, well, you know, those are actual people. Uh, yeah, those are real people. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, in the actual monsters, everything's so gooey and, like, faces stretching. And right. It's like a John Carpenter uh, uh, film, sort of. I don't know. Good stuff, though. I think it's uh, a little bit of a confession time. Oh, uh, I saw this movie back when I was probably like nine years old. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, at, uh, where I lived, uh, there was like a shopping center near our house, and a video store opened there once, and the first time I went in there, I remember seeing the poster for From Beyond, which is the, the guy with the, the stretched out side of his face. Right. Ricardo Montalban. Huh? Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. Gooey, gooey, hairy, stretchy. Guy. Right, right. Uh, or Rucker Hauer, as he looks in that picture. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it is that exact same picture from the, the menu of that. Um, creeped me out as a kid. Of and then, like, two, three years later, it was uh, actually played on, like, you know, television okay like like you know channel 45 had it on one afternoon and so i mean obviously like the nudity and the the most of the perversion sexual stuff was taken out right but uh a lot of the stuff was still kept in the 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 uh swarming uh eels and squids and stuff like that the bees or whatever the bees uh, it was that, I think, which affected me the most really? in life. Really? Uh, shut it off when that part hit. 
because uh, from that point on for the rest of the movie, I, I never remembered seeing any of it uh, when I rewatched it again a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> freaked me the hell out. Really? And I've always remembered this movie because of that and the, the, the stretchy face poster. Wow. And so it's, it's like, always just stuck with me. Did you develop like a bee phobia or anything? Well, I mean, bees kind of bugs in general always freak me out anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're not like a, like a massive phobia or anything right. like that. But like if you're uh, in the park and you hear bees, you don't. No, I don't run freak out. Right, right. But uh, if I ever saw a large swarm of them, yeah, I would probably. You know, but who wouldn't? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it just it, it always affected me. It always you know stuck in my head, and then uh, then as I got older, like I forgot the name of the movie and everything, but I always remembered like the visual and everything like that. Right. So I was reading a Rue Morgue magazine like four or five years ago, whatever, and there was an article about this movie and how they were. They found, like, you know, pieces of it that were cut from the theatrical, and they're going through and remastering it, and so at that point I was like, fuck. And, like, I put myself into excitement mode and just (laughs) waited for this movie to come out on DVD at some point. That's awesome. And, uh, got it, me and my ex watched it, and it was definitely not as scary as I was uh, scared as I was when I was, like, nine years old, but held up. Yeah, I enjoyed the the hell of it. Yeah, and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think everybody probably. I know I've got a scary movie from my childhood that I'd never even finished that I would love to see now. But right. like it was it Vamp. <laughs> no, no, it was just any any Grace Jones video on MTV. No, it it was this Frankenstein cartoon, and uh, I rented it from Accent Video. And it was like, I was like, oh, cool, a Frankenstein cartoon. This will be fun. And I was, I mean, I was pretty young. I don't remember how old I was. But I remember watching it, and there was like, it was fucking scary. I mean, there was like blood and like, it, it was not for kids, you know. Huh. And uh, I don't, I mean, I don't think it was Japanese, but I'm trying to remember, because this was probably mid to, mid to late 80s, you know, probably closer to mid 80s. And I don't remember there being very many cartoons not geared towards kids, but uh I think that's why it scared me so much. I did not expect it, but it was fucking scary. And I remember I had to like turn it off and go to bed, and I just laid there like freaking out that Frankenstein was outside. <laughs> I'd love to see it now, but see how lame it is and what a pussy I really was. But right, right. But, uh, but yeah, pick yeah. it. Yeah, and that way I can I'll, laugh at I'll you. I'll try to find it. I'll try to find. It. It's probably only like half an hour long. Right, yeah, right. but and it's probably not scary at all. And it might not even might not even be Frankenstein. <laughs> It was an episode of Small Wonder or something. It was going to go Pandemonium. Pandemonium? Which one's that? Uh, It was a cartoon about pandas. Really? Yeah. Wow, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Do you ever see red pandas? The ones that aren't black and white, they're like red? I know, I just saw them a couple weeks ago for the first time on the internet. Beautiful creatures. A little smaller, but they're red. Are you sure they actually exist? Oh, well, it's on the internet. So is a Thundercats trailer. (laughs) That's true. That was my joke. It's on the internet. It's got to be real. Uh, yeah, I'll find them sometime. Maybe, we'll, we'll, maybe we could go to the zoo sometime and pet, pet some pandas. I will never go to a fucking zoo. I, I don't really like zoos either. I mean, I've been to a couple when I was a kid, but yeah, it just seems a little, you know, it's like you're going to a prison. You're like, oh, look at this guy. Check him out. Yeah, you just, know. 
they smell bad, they're boring, the animals aren't doing anything. Right. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, I, I saw a gorilla do, do some funny stuff. Like, we took a picture of him through the glass, and he and as soon as we took the picture, he rubbed his eyes, like, as if, you know, he still could see the flash in his eyes. Right, right. Oh, that was pretty funny. Maybe he could. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think he was trying to be a comedian. He was like, but it amused us. We were like, huh, we hurt his eyes. High five. <laughs> You are a vegetarian, and you're harming these animals. I was like 10 years old. I wasn't a vegetarian. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm never going to a zoo ever again. How about if, like, Motley Crue's playing in the can- Kangaroos uh, Stadium? Then I'm definitely not going. <laughs> okay. Maybe next time you do this analogy, you pick a band I would actually go see. I have tools playing in the... Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> See, now the effect is there. Wow, okay. Because I love Tool. You don't love Motley Crue? No, I don't. Girls, girls, girls. Nope. Wild Side? Nope. Uh, piece of the Action? Nope. Oh, man. I think I'm going to pick a Motley Crue song for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if looks could kill? Nope. Oh. Okay. Not a fan. Kickstart my heart? What? Kickstart my heart? That's nope. good. That's a rocking one. Nope. I, like that one. I don't care. They're awful. <laughs> All true. the bands that you like are awful. Oh, okay, that's Mom fair. Crew, Poison. That's about it. Yeah. Fear Factory. <laughs> the new Fear Factory comes out next month. I'm pretty stoked about. Yay! I've never heard of them actually. I bet you dig it. Are they Nickelback like? Um, not quite as good as Nickelback. <clears throat> More like a. Um, who does Voodoo? Who does that? Uh, Godsmack. God, it's like a Godsmack mixed with Nickelback. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, much better than either one of those bands. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So what else is going on in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Beyond. From Beyond? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, chick's naked and that's uh, worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I think this would have been a great movie when I was in my watch movies and masturbate yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause there's, a, there's a few few topless scenes or whatever. Yeah. Or just a, a girl in sexy lingerie type outfit. Uh, that was leather. Leather. That was what that leather. was. A leather thong with spikes and studs. Yeah, see? <laughs> like when you're a kid, that would have yeah. blew my brain out the side mm-hmm. of my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, much like a Motley Crue video. Yeah. And they had the same type of chicks. So you, you would love Motley Crue videos. I never that, said anything about the videos. <laughs> Just put on a different music and yeah, mute, mute the video. Mute it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Watch uh, Kelly Bundy shake her ass. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything else? We're... we're uh, so it seems like uh, we are. Oh, on every episode, we just get worse <laughs> and worse. Yeah, yeah. And the shows get shorter and shorter. Soon, the shows will be like ten minutes long. It'll be like like talk soup or something. Yeah, when we get a trash America, episode seventy. Thumbs up. Thumbs, Thumbs up. down. Good night. Oh, we need to. We need more excitement. We'll, we'll we, we need to do more stuff. Okay, I think that's that's what it comes down to. We need to, like, like maybe before shows from now on, 
Like, because uh, like we used to go out and eat, uh-huh. and inevitably, like, or, or uh, like if, like, okay, uh, we were supposed to go see Doctor Parnassus, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, okay. on Friday. That's right. Uh, had I known that uh, it was going to be at the theater. Uh, that would have been my choice for this week, right? Because right. Uh, I said in my head, like you know, as soon as Doctor Parnassus comes out, like anywhere near here, uh, that's going to be my pick for a movie. Unfortunately, I did not look up movie times when I made the pick for this episode. Right. <laughs> now I was going to pick from Beyond at some point anyway, so you know it doesn't really matter. But like, I really wanted to pick Doctor Parnassus. We made plans to go see it Friday, then you bailed uh, <laughs> to go watch Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Which, you know, funny guy, I feel bad for him, but, you know, whatever, fuck you. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, had we gone to the theater, inevitably... Somebody would have sit in front of us. Something would have happened, All right. and we'd have a story to tell, and it would be hilarious. <laughs> and well, we probably would have uh, also gone out to eat, right? which, uh, you know, at a restaurant, which inevitably... Something hilarious would have happened, and we'd have another story to tell. <laughs> Two stories, one right. show. Wow! And we don't do that anymore. See, that that'd be good. We, that'd be a good just, podcast. Yeah, we we just uh, uh, at least me. I've I've insulated myself so much. I never leave the apartment <laughs> if I don't have to. Oh, uh, I've I've cut myself off from all forms of socializing. Right, right. And uh, now I never have anything interesting to tell. Oh man, that's depressing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happens. Well, uh, we might be going to see that movie tomorrow night. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a story. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be like a week or so. <laughs> and we'll forget all about yeah, it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, I had a test on Thursday in my interpersonal communications class. Yeah. I feel like I got to be. Good. It's a good story, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I asked once before. Uh, uh, I don't know if I ever got a straight answer out of you. What is interpersonal communications class? Um, well, it's part of it's part, for some reason it's part of the like gen ed classes at Sinclair, so you have to take it. But it's basically just I thought it was going to be a speech class where you had to like write speeches and give speeches, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's more like uh, studying the way people communicate and what affects uh, you know the the ways you communicate like your culture and you know your gender and yada 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 uh, like it's kind of interesting actually like I'm, I'm enjoying reading the book it's kind of uh so far it's not helping the show <laughs> well we've only been going to the class for like three weeks now okay. we had a snow day too, no, 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 no. So. and you were sick that one day and i was sick one day i didn't go yeah so i was too busy vom- i was communicating with my toilet yeah. on a close close personal basis Interpersonally. Yeah, interpersonally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I got uh, I got a story that I'm going to save for after the break. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. But, uh, and, and I'm also going to warn you right now that uh, I'm going to hype it up and it's going to go nowhere. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, <laughs> Donut day was Friday and uh, we got bagels instead. That's always disappointing. Oh, yeah. Especially, I, I picked a uh, cinnamon raisin bagel, and it tasted like garlic. Ooh, yeah, yeah. cinnamon and garlic, not, n- not, not, they're not flavor friends. Nope. Yeah. And we'll throw in a raisin in that. Ooh, not at all. I love, I love me some bagels, but not when I'm expecting donuts. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. And I was even expecting the bagels this time because uh, it was the guys' week who always brings in bagels. 
but you you really get conditioned yourself in the other seven weeks of donuts. Yeah. That uh, you know. What is Bagel Guy's thing then? Is he trying to be? He's healthy? trying to be different. Yeah. Is he quirky? Like, uh, is he health nut? No. Okay. No, he just, uh, you know, like everybody else brings in donuts, so he brings in bagels. Is he Jewish? No. Is his mom on a bagel store? No, because yeah. he just gets them at Panera. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I like I like a good bagel. I don't um, like a bagel occasionally. I'll eat a bagel every couple weeks. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, when, when, when every other Friday is donut day, and mm. then that one Friday a month is bagel day, <clears> it's not cool. Mm. Nobody wants a bagel. Especially when they taste like garlic and they're not. Uh, see, Monday should be bagel day. Monday should be bagel day. You know, it's like a little energy, a little yeah. protein. Yeah. You know, start up the week right. Monday bagel day, Friday donut day. Friday's more of a reward. Right. For, right. The, for the work week. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then maybe a Wednesday uh, muffins mm-hmm. for, for sort of that middle of the week pick me up. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you've inspired me. I think. I'm going to start bringing donuts on Friday to Mavericks. Ooh. There's only three of us, so I'm only going to have to pick up a couple, you know, three, three or four donuts. Right, right, but, right. Yeah. Until the, the magic guys come in. Ooh, who donuts? <laughs> I, I, would, I would... Name a magic card. Name, name a magic card? Uh, um, ancestral Recall. Uh, do you have any Ancestral Recall? Is that donut? That's that's what'll happen on Friday. I would, if, can, I, can I have a donut? Maybe I'll get a, I'll get a half a dozen. I'll get a half dozen that way. If there's a good magic customer, because some of them are yeah. some sweet dudes. Some of them are the guy that you just did an impression of. Yeah, they most, will not get the donut. Most of that guy. <laughs> I got trapped in there on Wednesday with all of that guy. <laughs> oh, how many of them were there? There's probably like a dozen. Uh, there was like 30 of them yeah. in there at the magic counter. I was just trying to get you to sell me my comics. No, that was Friday. See? If they would have had donuts. They would. It was Friday at like 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. Still. That's true. They would have been gone by then. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to get you playing magic. No, that is never, ever going to happen. Really? What if we're like on vacation? Like if we go go to Chicago this uh-huh. year again, and I bring yeah, a we'll couple magic gen- decks. Gen- gen- but what what if I bring a couple magic decks? Uh, then you can keep them in your bag because I'll have the real deck of cards in my bag. The the cards for adults. The, the cards for real people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because kids can play real cards too. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's a it's a good game. It's a good mm. strategy game. Then why don't you play anymore? Because hmm? I agree that baby ass shit. There you go. No. <laughs> No, no, the uh, the the like three guys that I played with uh, moved out of out of state or out of out of. And you don't city. know anyone else who plays Magic. I, I know that is a shame. I know plenty, but it, it gave me a good excuse. I was like, I just really liked playing with those guys. And I'm done. <laughs> Sold all my cards, traded them in for comic books. Much better, much better. I approve. I give you a thumbs up. People yeah, couldn't uh, see that. I I they could feel it in their hearts. They could. Yeah, it's a warm. It's a fuzzy feeling. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I feel as if uh, maybe my timer is broken. Oh, yeah? Because uh, it feels like this has just been dragging. <laughs> okay. I'm going to so take a break. I'm going to take a break. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back we'll in a second. We'll regroup. Hey. Don't you please? 
Go to trash. How's it going? It's going all right. Yeah. Yeah. I do uh, want to mention something that I didn't mention in the the review portion of our show. Oh. I'll talk about Jeffrey Combs a little bit. Okay. Uh, God damn it, I love Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. He is awesome. He's he's the main guy, right? He's the main guy. Okay. Crawford uh, Crawford Telling Guest. Mm-hmm. film. He also played Herbert West in all the Reanimator movies. Mm-hmm. Um. He played the the psychotic FBI agent in the Frighteners. Really? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I enjoy seeing that guy every time I see him. Yeah. yeah he's good. Yeah. He's a pretty good actor. And uh, I know he's been, I think, on every modern incarnation of a Star Trek TV show. Really? <laughs> he's been on wow. uh, Enterprise, I believe, Voyager, Do Space Nine, Next Generation. Different characters? Different aliens, different characters, and in mm. one episode of one of those shows, played three different alien characters in one episode. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. yeah he's uh, good. Yeah, he's very good. I enjoy him. Uh, I've been playing the Batman PS3 game, Arkham mm. Asylum, and throughout it, uh, and... Maybe, I don't know, maybe he does the voice, and I'm just not getting it. Uh, but I think that uh, 
he would make a perfect Riddler. Really? Yeah. So the Riddler's in that game too. Riddler's okay. in the game. Yeah. Okay. He's uh, you don't never see him, but he talks to you. Okay. Uh, hmm. You may have seen him at some point. I don't know. I'm not anywhere close to beating it. Yeah, maybe you so. could. Yeah, could, they could get him for the uh, for, for franchise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, and also, at some point, like you know, a random doctor is mentioned, and his name is Doctor Combs. So, like you know, maybe, uh, right. maybe, you know. I do know that he played uh, the question in the Justice League cartoon. Really? Yeah. Wow, oh, that's cool. Because yeah, I didn't know that he'd done anything. Like notable after Reanimator, so yeah. that's great. And uh, I think uh, most fans of the Just League cartoon will tell you, question one of the best characters in that show. Really? Yeah. The JLU. JLU. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen an episode of the Question. They're good. I've only seen a handful. They are excellent. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Combs helps. That's I've cool. also spent like the past month drawing Jeffrey Combs. Really? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, the Reanimator. Yeah. 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 Uh, which. All ties into the story that I have to tell. Oh, again, okay. all hype, no real payoff. That's what so, we're all about here. So bear bear that in mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last Monday was Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, inexplicably, I got the day off of work. I'm not sure why. We never usually get that day off of work. But okay. Yeah, uh, who am I to say no? I'd rather work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. So uh, I call my lovely ex-girlfriend up and ask if, because uh, she works two jobs, and uh, I ask her if maybe she wants to get lunch with me on that Monday between her jobs. She says that uh, she actually doesn't work her first job on that day. Perfect. So, hey, let's hang out. Uh, also, I've not really had the chance to hang out or talk to her since before Christmas, so this was our Christmas exchange day. Okay, perfect. Uh, so she comes over, and uh, she, like, we, we gave each other a list. Uh, I got her some stuff that maybe she didn't ask for, but, you know, I knew that she would really like. Uh, but the one thing she specifically asked for was she commissioned me to draw a reanimator drawing. That's so cool. Because she loves that movie. More than happy to do it. Uh, so I, I spent like the past all of December drawing Jeffrey Combs. And it looks awesome. Thank you. Uh, I have seen it. Yeah. Beautiful piece of work. Uh, I gave her my Christmas list, and on it, and generally my Christmas lists for people when they ask are, I'll put something incredibly ridiculous on it as a joke. Right. I'll put something kind of ridiculous on it, but, uh, you know, it will... more just pushing the envelope to yeah. see, you know, <laughs> how much are you willing to spend? <laughs> And then, you know, some, like, mid-level stuff. And like, then, maybe they know a guy. Right, right. Like, they know a guy that could get you that thing super cheap. Right. Somebody in the business. And, uh... And then, you know, you like, my more realistic stuff. And usually among that is, like, you know, what I would, you know, probably be more happy with. You'd expect, like, right. Like, I usually... I usually always put anything in my file at Mavericks. Yeah. As a, an item. Uh, and I never get it. Yeah. But, That's uh, what I got you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she, she brings me this box, open it up, and it's the thing that was maybe pushing it. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. She got me the Batman game for the PS3. Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. That's cool. And I hugged her and gave her a kiss, and I said, thank you for spending the day with me, because nobody is going to see me from this point on. (laughs) My life is going to be playing this game. Right. I am going to be Batman. Yes. 
Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't say that I blame you. Yeah. Sounds better than even Bagel Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we hang out the rest of the day, and I see her off to work, and I come home, and I'm in Batman mode. PS3 games, usually, you have to download something before you can play the game. Uh, be it a patch or like a software update or something. Okay. So I pop in the Batman game, and that doesn't happen this with this game. But there is a PS3 system software update that needs to be downloaded. So I download that. And then there are three, four different things for the game, like additional like levels to the game that can be downloaded. Of course I'm going to fucking download oh, yeah. this. Yeah. One of them is you get to play as the Joker. That's pretty sweet. I'm definitely downloading that. Well, this takes a while, of course. So I set it all up to download, and I turn on the TV, uh, just on regular television, while I wait for the PS3 to download for the next three hours. <laughs> uh, I've got the volume on really low, and I grab the latest volume of The Walking Dead uh, to read uh, while everything downloads. And I've just got the TV on sort of as background noise. A little noise. Right. So I am reading The Walking Dead, and... Um, Fuck you for your uh, irrational hatred of Charlie Adler. Yeah. Because, seriously, it's the best comic you're not reading. Really? Yes. Every fucking volume of that is just an emotional roller coaster. It is Robert Kirkman's masterpiece of wow. emotion and uh, just shock. And not, like, scary shock, because, yeah, there are zombies, but I'm just talking, like, emotional hitting you below the belt. Right. Okay. Fucking start reading that goddamn book. Oh. Okay? I don't know if I can. Do it. Just do I, it. See, Get I, over yourself. I already tried. Get I over tried. yourself. I just... Uh, it seems so, like, soap opera-ish, and I don't, don't want to get into it. Uh, all right. So. So I'm reading that, and then... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear stomp, 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 stomp. You know, slam! Break! Boom! Boom! Shout, 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 baby crying. Pound, 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 slam, slam, slam. My neighbors are home. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it hasn't been as bad as it has been in the past lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm beginning to learn how to block it out. It's like the noise on the TV. So. Right. Except suddenly there's a new noise. <laughs> and I look around. My TV's off. Power light on the DVD player is off. The PS3 is off. I look outside. The light on my porch is out. Ooh. Now, in my living room, I have two lights. I have the ceiling fan, which has a light fixture, and I have a lamp on the table. The lamp is still on. I look up at the ceiling fan, which I never turn the light on on that, but the ceiling fan is slowing down to stop. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? fucking neighbors show up and the goddamn power goes out you're fucking kidding me <laughs> and like only half of the power like i have that lamp is on right so blue circuit or well i like i walk into the the dining area the light there doesn't work uh i walk into the kitchen the fridge is out uh the the, the microwave's off i walk in here 
The lights don't work, but the computer is on. Okay. Through the hallway, the light works. Bathroom, or no, through the hallway, the light doesn't work. The bathroom light does work. And my bedroom is completely out. The alarm clock's out. The light's out. So I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then I can hear outside, all the downstairs stores, the lights are on. The apartment below us, the lights are on. Our lights are out. <laughs> and then I hear indescribable yelling. And then I hear a knock on my door. It's Ooh. been leading up to this. Oh. Interaction with the neighbor. That's awesome. <laughs> they meet. Boy meets neighbor. Boy hates neighbor. No, not n- vice versa. Wow. So how did so how did that go? Did they bring like uh, muffins or anything? Like nope. a pie? Nope. It's uh, the guy, Pippi. Although uh, apparently his real name is Joe. Joe the pimp. Joe the pimp. Uh, Joe's at the door. He's like, uh, hey, I'm Joe, I live upstairs. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, all, all our power is out. Like, yeah, most of my power is out too. I don't know why this light is on. He's like, well, is there anyone you know to call? He's like, uh, I don't really have anyone's number or anything. So I can tell you what, let me make a few phone calls and I'll come get you when I have some news. He's like, okay. So he walks off. Wow. Uh, I call my mom because she owns the beauty shop that I live behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, if she knows the landlord's home phone number. Because again, this is Monday and it's like 7 o'clock at night by this point. Right, so he's not around. Right. <clears throat> um... And plus, he just had surgery, so he's not been in all week anyway. Uh, so she's like, well, I don't know his home number, but if you call the office number, like, it'll lead you to, you know, the emergency line. I'm like, okay. Well, the thing is that I'm talking to my mom. My mom doesn't know when to stop talking. Much like me. <laughs> Uh, she should do a podcast. She should. Yeah. She could easily yeah. do a podcast. Let's have her on. If she knew Let's what the this Let's have her on. Knew, uh, <laughs> she'll be far more foul <laughs> than I will be. Well. And she... I occasionally know that I should shut up and let you talk. She would not. Okay, well, anybody that wants to see Eric's mom as a guest, right in. <laughs> no. <laughs> veto. I will use up all of my veto. You think you can't veto your mom? It just seems like some sort of weird Oedipal thing. I don't know. Uh, how about this? We just set up a separate podcast for my mom and your mom. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, gutter moms. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Mother's Day's coming up in May. Oh, Maybe yeah. they could start it up there. Yeah. Wow, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, besides, uh, I'd rather have margarita on. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so my mom is talking. She's like, well, go check my shop. So, like, I have the key to her shop. So, like, I go in. Her power is all working. And she's talking, talking, talking. And I'm just trying to get the phone number from her. I go outside the shop, and Joe was waiting for me outside. And he starts talking to me, but my mom is still talking to me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who's talking right now. <laughs> And my mom has the TV on in the background, so I can hear the TV more than I can hear anyone else. 
because my phone is awful. And I pick up all the background noise, but never who's actually talking into the phone. That seems convenient. Yeah. So my mom's like, well, there's fuse boxes on the back porch. I'm like, all right, I'll go check those. So I go to the back porch. Joe follows me. And we're uh, looking at the fuse boxes, but it's dark out, and uh, there are no porch lights on. Uh, <laughs> so he's got his lighter holed up to the, the, the fuses. I'm trying to read them. The only thing I can read is air conditioner. I'm like, well, that's not it. All right. <laughs> so finally, my mom gives me the phone number, but then she still keeps talking. And then finally, I'm like, Mom, let me call this number before I forget it. She's like, okay, well, just call me back when you find out something. Like, okay. So I call the number, and eventually it gets to the end of the message. If you have an emergency, press zero, and we'll connect you to someone. So I press zero, and it rings for, like, feels like 20 minutes. Uh, Joe and his daughter are now screaming at each other on the porch looking for a flashlight. Awesome. Uh, Helping the situation. Yeah, of course. Uh, and he's bitching because the heater's out. He's got his grandson up there. Like, oh, I don't care. Do not care. Because <laughs> I figure, you know, I can just come down here and rewire all of my electronics over to the the the, the outlet where my lamp is still working. Right. And I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't have a grandbaby to heat. Right. right. And, and yeah. And, you know, I can turn my phone on for my alarm clock. It's all good. I'm set. <laughs> uh, phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. Finally. Someone answers. Like, hello? I'm like, uh, hello, who's this? Who's this? This is Eric. Eric who? Uh, Eric from Midwest? What? I'm I'm Eric from Midwest, and that's a, that's all I can really say until you tell me who this is. He's like, well, where are you from again? He's like, uh, I'm trying to reach the Midwest emergency line. Like, I'm in the building where Midwest is. I live there. This is Eric. Oh, Eric, what's going on? Is he your landlord? I think. Okay. He still hasn't told me. And never did tell me the entire time I was on the phone with him. Right. Uh, I can only assume that it was him. So I tell him the situation. He's like, okay, well, <clears throat> go into your mom's shop, and in her desk there's a key to the Midwest. Uh, I'm like, okay. He's like, uh, go in the front door, don't let the neighbor follow you. I'm like, all right. So I go down there, and he's like, okay, go down to the basement and find the fuse box. So I find the fuse box, and uh, he's like trying to walk me through how to change a fuse, which the actual doing of that part is easy. It's trying to find the bad fuse. Right. Uh, and he's like trying to tell me how to spot the bad fuse, but all of them look fine, or I can't tell if they're bad or not. Because they're, they're not burnt or whatever. They don't look burnt. Right. He said, like, uh, if they're burnt, you'll see that there's a piece of metal and a spring attached. The spring will be detached from the metal if it's bad. And, like, they all look detached, or they all look attached, or I can't see the spring. And so finally, like, we, we dick around with this for, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I cannot tell 
what's going on here. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I, I'm trying, but I can't. Yeah. You know. Right. I've replaced six fuses now. Nothing has happened. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. Well, just stay down there and uh, we'll try to get there as soon as we can. I'm like, okay. Uh, the upside to this is that my landlord has a cat, and the cat was super excited to see me. Yeah. Because nobody's been there for two hours. Right. He's just crawling all over me. I'm just sitting there having fun with the cat. It's awesome. And, uh... Kitties always help in a tense situation. Yeah. And, uh, so then, uh, half an hour later, uh, the cat hears something, so I follow him, and, uh, my landlord and his son, who also works there, uh, are there. So I let them in, and the landlord, or the neighbor, Joe, follows them in. <laughs> and Joe's like, oh, here you are. I thought you went to Dots. <laughs> the grocery across the, the street. The grocery store across the street from me. <laughs> and why would he think that? Because uh, uh, I don't have heat in my apartment. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just to stay warm. Yeah. The freezer aisle. By the deli. Just put your hands in the ham. So my landlord and his son are now uh, in the basement, and they're looking at all the fuses, and they're having the exact same problem that I was. I can't tell which one's burnt out or not. Uh, it turns out that it was a fuse that was blown, but it was something that I never would have been able to find on my own without a special piece of uh, equipment okay. to test the fuses for, for power. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so they... they they change that, and they get it all squared away, and my, and my neighbor goes back upstairs, and hopefully the last time I'll ever have to see him or deal with him. Uh, no, I know, but still, no. I, no. Do not want. No, I was going to say, you were right. This is the year we make contact. <laughs> 2010. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. Um, so... I'm about to leave. I'm talking to my landlord, and my phone rings, and it's my mom, and she's asking me questions, and I'm like halfway in between like the building and outside, right. and then like I say, well, yeah, Bob came down here and he fixed it, and she's like, oh, Bob's there, and it's like she starts talking some more, and, uh, and she wants me to ask him a question, and you know, and yeah, you know, I'm just like, you know. I think they want to leave, so I'm going to go. I just hang up on them. <laughs> wow. So you met the neighbors? I met the neighbor. So you didn't, like, he didn't say, like, yeah, sorry about all the nope. ruckus. Nope. <laughs> but also did not act as if I had ever yelled at them you or know, from down here. Or, or played Slayer at high volumes right. for 12 yeah, hours straight. Right. <laughs> See, that's not that's not a terrible experience. Then mm. it could have been worse. Could have been worse, uh, but still interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad everything uh, everything worked out. All I wanted to do was just play Batman. <laughs> I, I you've been the last two times I came over here. You have been playing Batman, so I know you got to make up for lost time. Yeah, <laughs> you're digging it. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's uh, good voice it's a lot work. Of fun. Yeah. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, the mm-hmm. traditional voices. Yeah. Both from Batman the Animated Series and its offspring. Uh, Batman Beyond, Beyond Justice League. Right. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. It, look, it looks awesome. Looks yeah. like a sweet ass game, yo. 
Yo, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much my one story. Yeah. Well, like I said, it went nowhere. It's an adventure, though. It was an adventure. And you did get to meet the neighbors. More, yeah, more to come, really possibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other interesting thing that happened was uh, me and my ex were, were out at uh, lunch, breakfast. Whatever. We had, we ate breakfast, but it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Uh, and uh, our waitress uh, forgot about us. Like, when we came in, she she sat us down, she she took our drink orders and gave us the menus, and, like, she came back, like, uh, like she brought the drinks, and then she went away, and then almost a minute later came back, and we still hadn't really decided, plus the fact that we're talking, so like, we just need a few minutes. 30 minutes pass. Wow. <laughs> this woman has passed us, like, five times and never stopped. And then finally, like... Me and uh, my ex just sort of simultaneously start giving this woman the evil eye across the restaurant. No matter where she's going, we're following her. Yeah. And finally she comes over and she's like, I forgot to take your order. (laughs) Where was this at? Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. She did not get tipped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Half an hour. It's it's a little... Maybe if she would have like said, "Here's a free dessert or something." Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that as soon as we got there, she was joking, but uh, she was like, "Oh, must be nice to be off today." <laughs> Trying to make you feel bad about having her uh, mm-hmm. serve you. Yeah. Do not give a shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I had to work that day. Yeah. Did you tell anybody, uh, man, it must be nice to not work today just by magic cards? <laughs> no. Well, I think there was one guy that came in that I know, and I was like, hey, enjoy your day off. And I'm like, Well, that's different, yeah. because you generally meant to enjoy your day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't trying to be uh, a dick. Yeah, passive-aggressive or something. <laughs> well, that's exciting. That's exciting. All right. So, yeah, my time, my time to pick it's something. It's your time to talk. I'm done. Oh, well, I've told my story for the year. <laughs> oh, I bet you'll have more stories. Okay, well, uh, next time we'll we'll uh, do something crazy before we uh, do the podcast. Ooh. So we'll have a, something to speak about, or we'll witness something crazy yeah. just by. Uh, being out in public, yeah. these crazy times yeah. that we live in. Maybe you can introduce me to a girl. You can introduce you to a lady. Yeah, that'd be nice. There we go. That's how desperate I am. Oh man, <laughs> ladies, if you're listening, write in, <laughs> send a photo. If you like fat nerds, I'm your guy. Yeah. And you live in. Hey, the and you hear how friendly I am. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, obviously you're a decent person. Your ex-girlfriend still spends time with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's not like you're some sort of creepy nutball. That's true. So, yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah. Speaking of creepy nutballs. Depends on what day you ask her. But yeah. anyway. Speaking uh, of creepy nutballs. Uh, the character in the uh, the book I'm going to pick is Ooh. a little, little, little nutty. Oh, you've just spoiled it. <laughs> I do not want to read this now. <laughs> you too. Oh. Okay. No. Um... Is it an X-Men comic? It's drawn by a guy who may have drawn the X-Men in, in an issue of Daredevil, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, he did draw Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. The Wolverine issue of Daredevil. Um, There's a ton of 
John Byrne, right? Yep, John Byrne. John Byrne um, drew Wolverine in the Shredder, or at least on the cover. That's uh, not John Byrne. That's okay. not Hooper. Speaking of, uh, what is John Byrne up to nowadays? Probably conventions, maybe? Right, yeah. doing some sketches, overpriced sketches. Probably, yeah. I'd imagine. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, still living off some residual Superman, Men of Steel, or X Men money. I don't Phoenix know. Saga. Phoenix Saga trades. Yeah. yeah. He's got to get a little bit of kickback from that. Probably. Yeah. I'd say mostly... Uh, Maybe some next... No, that would no. be crazy. Next man. <laughs> I'm the only person that ever read that. <laughs> I, I read some Don't of those. Still I read some next man. I know that there's some uh, some black and white... Uh, Omnibuy. Oh, yeah. Of, of the next man. I would like to read those again. I'll try to get one of those in the store. Oh, don't. Go out of your way, because there's still a ton of shit that nobody bought me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll order one in, though. It was, it was a quality piece of work. <laughs> we could use one. So it'll rot on the shelf, eh? Until, until I buy it, until you put out a new Christmas list right, next right. year. <laughs> End of the year. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I picked a book. I picked a book. Um, actually, I'd been meaning to pick it for a while, and uh, one of our listeners, John Bobosh, recommended it. And solidified the fact that we needed to choose it. Um, How did he do that? Did he threaten you? He. There may have been A some photos, man? some. Uh, and by blackmail, uh, I mean Ken Forey. Ken Forey, yeah. He, <laughs> Ken Forey showed up wearing nothing but his underpants, <laughs> soiled in uh, water, and he said, If you ever want to see this image again, you're going to have to pick this book. <laughs> And I said, okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, the debut graphic novel from a cartoonist. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, an up-and-comer, David Mazzuccelli, I believe his name is. No, Mazzuccelli? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you mean Rubber Blankets? N- no, no, this is his first uh, This is first graphic novel. That was just a, like, anthology or series or something. I believe. I believe this is his actual first standalone. Batman Year One. He didn't write that. Born Again. He didn't write that. <laughs> um, Asterius Polyp, I believe is the way it's pronounced. Asterius. Asterius. Uh, it's uh, his newest graphic novel. He's been working on it for years, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because I wanted to pick that like six months ago. Yeah? Yeah. But yeah. you never had a copy at Mavericks. We've, we've had three. And they always sell Lickety Split. So, so this one I snatched the last time it came in. In order, another. You know one. what? I think this is actually the first time you have ever picked a comic that I would have liked to have picked. Oh, really? Is that that's never happened before? No, because <laughs> you just want to pick crappy comics. And, yeah, yeah. And that's I what I want to read. This one. I revel in the crap. <laughs> oh. You just want to read. You just want to read comics about people's feelings and shit, <laughs> and like how they got hurt by a girlfriend. Once. I, I like that stuff. That's not all I like. <laughs> but I do like that stuff. I like that. I like that autobio sort of voyeuristic. I like I like that stuff, yeah. But uh and this is uh, maybe closer to that category than yeah, probably. Than you would like, yeah. but no, I still want to read it because uh, I do enjoy David Mazzuccelli's work, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just I, I, from the get go, from from the first time I heard of it, I was like, I want to read that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a copy. One copy lingered in the store for close to two weeks. Really? And uh, 
And eventually, Jeez, somebody else bought it. File or something like that. No, it. it was just sitting out. It was just oh, sitting. I out. Never saw it. But uh, the last time I reordered it, it never came back in. The after I bought my copy, I reordered another one. And so I don't know if it's out of print now. Uh, but if it isn't, you should check it out and read it along with us, and you can uh, participate mentally in the review. At least you can know what we're talking about or what we're what we should be talking about, and or not. We're just completely missing facts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or we're just talking about you know your neighbors or right, or right. my. That, that is a, a an ongoing theme. <laughs> In fact, I think my story hit on almost every ongoing theme. All right. My, my love of kitties. Kitties. My love for my ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend. Uh, Hatred of uh, neighbors. Batman. Ba- Batman. <laughs> neighbors. Video games. Uh, These are all your stories. Yeah. Maybe uh, uh, a bad experience at a restaurant. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I just started saying maybe like when we get served by. Uh, Ten-year-olds at the Mexican restaurant, but you know, that that sort of that sort of comes into the same uh, realm. Awesome. All right. And then how annoying my mom is. I still think your mom should be on the show. That'd be great. It'd have to be a movie episode though. She's not a big comics fan, right? No, she has read some comics. Really? She read uh, she read Road to Perdition. Okay. And then really enjoyed that. Uh, Marvel put out some of those uh, Spanish language comics. That's right. The, yeah. the, that took place on Puerto Rico. Like the thing. My mom is Puerto yeah. Rican, so uh, I lent her those. She seemed to enjoy those. That's awesome. Yeah. Although at the same time, she was like, "Why are they making s- comics in Spanish?" And just got really upset that you know kids would uh, kids need to learn how to speak English. <laughs> okay, that's like, well, they put out an English version too. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's. <laughs> People that are bilingual or favor the one over the other. My mom, uh, she reads... uh, Archie. She reads Archie. Uh, I bought her a Hagar the Horrible collection for Christmas from the 74. Uh, Ooh, my mom also did read uh, Cat Getting Out of the Bag. My mom mom read that too. Oh, that's what they could review. How awesome would that be? (laughs) That'd be great. Oh, that would be awesome. If we can set that up... I'll do. I'll. I'll. Uh, I'll do anything. Right. Whatever. Right. Whatever I have to do to make that happen. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Maybe episode one hundred. Oh, episode seventy-five. Oh, it's an a year. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'll just have to figure out how to rewire all this shit up to someone else's computer because I'm not having either of our moms come here. <laughs> we have to smuggle them in like, uh, like you know, like Batman would Vicky Vale or yeah. something. Just. But it's not like I've got like porn all over the walls or anything like that. It's just uh, I'm a messy guy, and my mom would do nothing but bitch about how messy this place is right, if like, she was in here. Oh, look at the dust on these uh, Hellboy yep. and Modoc figures. <laughs> that was a horrible impression of your yeah. mom. Uh, and uh, she probably also would not dig the uh, screen the screensaver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, Bruce Tim alternating with uh, topless ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's All right. cool. So, uh, our mom's reviewing Cat Getting Out of the Bag next next, episode. Next, yeah. <laughs> On Gutter Moms. <laughs> New. Uh, Stereo's Polyp. All right. Look yeah. forward to it. Cool. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. All right. Thank you. Goodbye.
Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.